we have not preached or received another spirit which we have not received or another gospel which we have not accepted. And as I reasoned through this coexist thing, I thought that there are some things that just can't coexist. Light and darkness will never coexist. Right and wrong can't coexist. Flesh and the spirit, they can't get along. Love and hate, they don't coexist. And law and faith do not coexist. So I'm thinking... I would love to be able to coexist with everybody. But there has to be some conditions. In order for me to coexist, I have to be able to find another Savior. If I can find another Savior, we can all get along. But my Bible says that there's only one Savior. And in Acts 4.11, it says the stones which was set at not of you builders which become the head of the corner, neither is there salvation in any other name. See, I can't coexist because there's not another name that I can coexist with. And, and I know you've all seen these bumper stickers. You've all seen it. And, and it's the fact that we all should be able to get along and, and get together and sing Kumbaya and, and hold arms and, because we're all fighting the same battles. We, we might be all fighting a battle, but the only way we can coexist is that we have to have the same Savior. My Bible does not permit me another Savior. And, it, and it's funny when you read John 14, 6, Jesus really kind of eliminates anything else. He says, I am the way. I know what's going on. Where's Jake? He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. See, it's, I don't know what I'm going to do with this mic, brother. And I, and I move around. No man comes to the Father but by me. It's, it's just going to be hard to coexist. I want to co I want to get along with, don't you want to get along with everybody in the world? We don't want to seem argumentative or, or combative or... We don't want to seem like we're, we're hard people to get along with. But there's only one Savior. The Bible said in Matthew 1. Matthew 1, 20. Fear not. Take unto thee Mary, thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son. That, shall call, that you shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. Is there another person that can save the people from their sins? If there is, then we can get along. We can coexist. And I just want people to understand we're not. Well, I'm, I'm going to speak for myself. I'm not a mean person. And I love everybody. And I want to get along. But my Bible says that there's one person that's going to save his people from the sin. And in Hebrews 2. Hebrews 2.9. It says that. But we see Jesus. Which was made a little lower. Than the angels. For the suffering of death. Crowned with glory and honor. That, he, that by the grace of God. He should taste death for every man. It's only one person that tastes death for you. It's not Brian. <laughs> it's not Scott. It's, no, it's, it's Jesus Christ. 
That's the problem with us getting along. That's the problem with us coexisting that you want to say there's another person. You know, some people may say Muhammad. And some people may say Buddha. Or some people may say Confucius. or some I don't know whatever Savior you come up with. But my Bible said there's only one way. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So coexist is something we really want to do. And I want to. If you could just show me another Savior. If you show me another Savior, I'm on board. I'm with you. All the way. And in 2 Timothy 2.10. 2 Timothy 2.10. It says, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake that, that they may also obtain salvation, which is where? In Christ Jesus. I, I, I know I sound like a broken record. <laughs> But we just can't get it. We just can't coexist unless we're all in one place in Christ Jesus. That's the way God set it up. God knew that we were going to need one another. We need one another for strength. We need one another for passion. We need one another to get through this world. Lord knows when we go through that door, the world's going to beat us down. But in here, we should build one another up. We love one another. We we're all going through the same ups and downs of life. It ought not to be that way in here. So we're going to have to learn to love one another. But salvation is only found one place and that is in Christ Jesus. So if there's another, if there's another Savior, I love to find him. We can get along. But I want to coexist. I really do want to coexist. But as I, as I studied this, I realized in 1 Corinthians 3.10. 1 Corinthians 3.10, it says, For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. There's not another foundation. There's not another way. The Bible said in 2 John 9, Jesus says that, the Bible says that you have to go through Christ. Whosoever abideth not in the doctrine of Christ have not God. But whosoever abideth in the doctrine of Christ have both the Father and the Son. You know, the only way to God is through one person. That's Jesus Christ. If we were to go up to Washington, D.C., where these brothers and sisters came from, and go to the White House and say, well, I want to see the president. You think they'll let us in there? You know why? Because you've got to know somebody to get in there. Well, I know somebody more important than the president. I'm talking about God. And you've got to know somebody to get to God. Guess who you have to know? Jesus Christ. We can't coexist. There's no other way to God. It's only through one person. That's Jesus Christ. And so it's important that we, we try to be as nice as we can when we explain these things to people. But I love to be able to coexist. But I can't unless there's another, another Savior. But not only that. We all have to be in the same doctrine. Some people say you have to be saved, baptized to be saved. Some people say you don't have to be baptized to be saved. Some people say you let the Lord come in your heart. Some people say, well, you say the sinner's prayer. You know, we have all these different ways. We can't coexist because the Bible said there's only one way. And Galatians 1 verse 6. Galatians 1 6. He says that. I marvel. That you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Which is not another. 
But there will be some that will trouble you and pervert the gospel of Christ. Though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel than that than you have than you have preached unto you, let them be accursed. As we said before, so say now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, then you have received, let him be accursed. There's not another gospel. There's only one gospel, and that's the only way. And so we can't we can't coexist because we're preaching and teaching different things. We all have to be on the same page. And we understand that with a family, everybody has to be on the same page. On a job, everybody has to be on the same page. We always have to have a leader. And God has sent us a leader in Jesus Christ. And so we, we want to coexist. If we can find a, another doctrine, of course, we'll be happy to take that doctrine. But there isn't one. And in John, John 7 verse 15. John 7 15. He says there, and the Jews marvel, saying, He knoweth, he, how knoweth this uh, man letters, having never read? And Jesus answered and said, and said, My doctrine is not mine, but he that sent me. Where did Jesus get his doctrine from? His father. Aren't you glad that God didn't give up on us? You know, once, we, once Adam and Eve sinned, he could have just French fried them, but he didn't give up on us. And then we, you know, Lord knows we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He didn't give up on us. The Bible says the Lord is not slight concerning his promises as some men count slightness. But is long suffering. Aren't you glad God is long suffering? Because you know what? We were out there one time. And God could have caught us outside. <laughs> and we're glad that God was patient enough to... To help us to get ourselves together. That we can be a part of his body. But it's the doctrine of Christ. That's the only thing that's going to save us. And I don't know. If anybody ever thought about the fact that there's so many, so many different doctrines that people are preaching today. And everybody can't be saved. It's illogical to think you can go ten different ways and wind up in Fort Lauderdale. You're going to have to go south if you want to make it to Fort Lauderdale. And so that's the way this, the landscape is today. They're preaching, preaching different doctrines. But there's only one person who has a multiplicity of doctrines. That's the devil. The devil have any doctrine you want. You know, they have some churches where if you like hamburgers, then you have hamburgers. They have some churches where you have uh, a lottery ticket under your seat and you can win a million dollars if you sit in that seat. They have some churches that sell alcohol. They have some, anything you want, the devil has it. You know, we've turned our church into fawn and frolic. We turn our churches into going to Disney World. You have a, a table to sign up for Disney World. You have a table to sign up for this. You know, Jesus Christ didn't die so you can go to Disney World. Christ died for our soul. Christ died for us. And they turned our churches into nothing more than entertainment centers. But we have to stand up. And it's the doctrine of Christ. That's the only thing. Good to see you, Jake. It's the doctrine of Christ. And so that's what we have to stand up for. The we, we like to be able to coexist. But if you can find us another doctrine, we can coexist with everybody. But my Bible said that there's only one doctrine and there will be some who will trouble you and pervert the doctrine of Christ. But it's one person that wants to have all these many doctrines. Guess who that is? 
That's Satan. So in Matthew 15 and verse 9, Matthew 15, 9, it says there, but in vain they do worship me, teaching for Dr. Renz the commandments of God. Whenever you see plural, you know Satan. You know, if I take a, if I take a bucket and I put a rock in that bucket and I tell you, I say, you, I want you to get the rock that I just put in that bucket. But you can't, you can't touch the bucket and you, and, you, and you can pick any rock out, but you got to pick the particular rock that I have. And if Satan hear me says that, you know what Satan, he's going to put many other rocks in that bucket. And all he's going to put, he's not going to put different kind of rocks. He's going to put the same kind of rock that looks the same. And he's going to make it hard for you to pick out the rock, which is the right rock out of that bucket. Well, that's what he did with congregations. He is planting all these different congregations so you wouldn't know which one is the right one. And but the doctrine of Christ is what sets us apart from anybody else. The doctrine of Christ is what makes us different. So we can't coexist with Buddhism and Islam and science and Judaism and paganism and Wokan Wokan and Christ, Christ, Christians, all of that. They want to put all that under one umbrella and say, we all the same, aren't we? We're all trying to find God, aren't we? But the problem is there's, there's different doctrines. And my Bible says there's only one. There's only one Savior and there's only one doctrine. And in 1 Timothy 4.1, brother, 1 Timothy 4.1. But the Spirit explicitly says that at later times some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits, doctrines of demons. That's what the, the devil have. He has doctrines. He has so many of them that you just can't determine how to determine. You know, what the treasury people they, they familiarize themselves with money. Not, not necessarily the counterfeit, but if you know what the genuine article is, then you can automatically, automatically pick out the counterfeit. What we need to familiarize ourselves with is this. This will help us find anything else that's wrong. Amen. And it's the doctrine of Christ. Thanks for that amen, brother. Uh, I got an amen. Did you hear that? <laughs> I, I fell out. But <laughs> But anyway, it's done. and another thing I want to tell you. If you can show me another empty tomb, we can get along. We can coexist. Show me one other empty tomb where the Savior is risen from the dead. I'll coexist with us. We can all get together and wherever you want to meet, we'll meet. But there's only one empty tomb. And the Bible said in Matthew 27, 64. Matthew 27, 64. Command, therefore, that the sepulchre be made sure until the third day, lest the disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people, He is risen from the dead. So lest the last error shall be worse than the first. But Pilate said unto them, You have a watch, go over and make it sure. As you can. So they went and made the sepulchre sure, sealing the stone and setting the watch. He didn't just, nobody got put in there and stole the body. They had that same concern then as people say now. But what if the body was stolen? No, it wasn't stolen. It was, it, was, it was sealed and it had a watch. If you can find another empty tomb, 
people been set, you know, a few years ago, they said they found the, the sepulchre of Jesus. And everybody's face was being shaken. But you know they didn't find it. The only empty tomb there is is one. That's Jesus Christ. You know what happened on the third day? He got up. He got up for you. He got up for all of us. And we need to stake our life on that. It's the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the difference in our religion and any other religion. There's no other risen Savior but one. And guess who that is? That's Jesus Christ. And so it's hard for me to coexist when you don't have an empty tomb and I do. Somebody said, well, my religion is just as valid as your religion. And I would say, okay, well, prove it. Well, they say, well, how can we, I, I can prove mine. It's the empty tomb. I the prove where I stand because I am empty too. Now you prove yours. And of course, no one, has, no one has had that proof but us. And so we need to stand on that. That's important. But I know what you think. As many people think. But I don't believe he was raised. You never heard that before, right? I don't believe Jesus was raised. And in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, chapter 15 and verse 4. I'm going to give you some witnesses. See, people don't understand witnesses. They say, well, if, unless, I can, unless, I don't, unless I can see it, if I've never seen it, I don't believe it. If I can't see it or touch it, I, I don't believe it. Well, let me ask you this. Do you believe in Abraham? you never seen him, but you believe the people who saw him. Do you believe in the North? Has anybody in here been in the North, the North Pole? Okay. <laughs> you believe in the North Pole, but you've never been there, but you believe the witnesses who, who have been there. That's what I'm saying. You can believe through witnesses. So in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 4, what does he say? That he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, mm -hmm. that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. He appeared now. Somebody said, well, I don't believe he was raised. Well, he appeared to Cephas, and he appeared to the twelve. Okay? After that, he appeared to more than 500 brothers. Now, what if you have 500 witnesses? Do you believe that? <laughs> you know, if, if you were in a trial, and you were sitting on a jury, and one person came up and said, I saw Brother Jackson wearing a blue suit. Would it take all 500 people to come on the stand and to tell you that? That's the way it is with an empty tomb. People don't want to believe the empty tomb. But what God left us was some witnesses. That we can know what's right and what's wrong. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. If you don't have an empty tomb, then we just can't go like this. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to be at odds with anybody. I want to be able to get along with everybody. And I'm trying my best to. But until we, you're able to show me another empty tomb, I'm going with Jesus. I'm staying with Jesus. And I advise you to do the same thing. What else did he say, brother? Most of them remained until now when some had fallen asleep. Uh -huh. Then he appeared to James, and to all the apostles. Uh -huh. And last of all, as the one in finally born, he appeared to me also. Now, Paul was the last one to see. And as an apostle, you must have seen Jesus. You know how many apostles we have walking around here today? And they say they, they haven't seen Jesus. They just walk around in these long robes and they call themselves apostle this or apostle that. You're not an apostle. 
Because I know the last person that saw Jesus alive, the last person that seen Jesus was born. And I'm trying to tell you that we want to get along. We want to coexist with everybody. But it's not going to work unless you can show me another empty tomb. And, and 1 John, 1 John 1.4. 1 John 1.4. These things be right, but our joy may be made complete. This is a message to you that God is light and you We say that we have fellowship with Him and yet walk in the darkness. But if we walk in the light, as He Himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. The blood of Jesus, the Son, covers us from all sin. Back up to verse 1. First John 1 John 1.1. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at, and touched with our hands. See, they, they're, they're saying, we're telling you, we, talk, we saw this, we touched this, we felt this. This thing happened. You know, you want to rely on this? That's what they're saying. We saw this, we felt this, we touched this. This, this, this Jesus was here. He said, he, he was here. What else, brother? Concerning the word of life, and the life was manifested. Mm-hmm. We have seen and testified and proclaimed to you the eternal life. Can we believe the testimony of the apostles? Of course we can. If you can show me another empty tomb, I'll take it. If you can show me a different doctrine, I'll take it. If you can show me another Savior, I'll take it. Maybe you can show me another it. I know you're looking at me quite bad. In Ephesians 5, verse 24. Ephesians 5. It says there. Uh, Therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Yours may say her. But it's it. Is there another it? There's only one it, which is the church. And the Bible said that wives supposed to love a husband just like Christ loved it. What else is he goes on to say? He said that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might sanctify and present it to himself a spot, having spot, having not spot, wrinkle, or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. How many it's that God have to tell you that it's only one church that it is it? How many hits? I mean, you know, you read this and it's, it's so simple, really. But if you can show me another it, then we can coexist. He said, well, preacher, you reach it for straws. You reach it for straws. No, because he said this in the Old Covenant, in the book of, uh, in the book of uh, Daniel, chapter 2, verse 44. Daniel 2, 44. What does he say there, bro? 
the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed. And that kingdom will not be left for another people. Uh -huh. It will crush. What, what, what will crush? We got to emphasize the it, brother. Now, what kingdom is he talking about? He's talking about all of us in here. The church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's our job to go out and conquer this, this world. Not physically, but spiritually. It's our job to tell our poor and to tell our people in the schools where we are. We are the it. And that's the only one that God, God has. So it's until we until we emphasize the dead, we just can't come and do this. He's telling you in that in those days of that kingdom, God's gonna set up a kingdom and it shall destroy any other kingdom. That's the church by the Jesus Christ. You can find me another hit. I'll coexist. No, no, there's one more thing I want you to know. That's what you can In uh, Isaiah 2. Isaiah 2, verse 1, Isaiah 2, 1, what does he say over there? The word which Isaiah the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Now it will come about that in the, in the last days, the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established as the chief of the mountains, mm -hmm. and will be raised above the hills, right. and all the nations will stream to it. Now what is the it? And not all the nations will stream into coexist where everybody can break off and everybody can have their own belief. The it is the oneness of the church. The Bible says all the nations are going to go into the We're going to all love one another, brothers. We're all going to be on the same page. There's not going to be any difference in, in, in if you're from the north or the south or the east or the west or if you are... Uh, up here or down, if you are educated or uneducated, if you are male or female, we all are one in Christ Jesus. We all are it. That's a wonderful thing. You won't find that in this world. Now, in this world, there's going to be division. But in the body of Christ, there's only one thing, and that is it. And until you can find another it, we cannot coexist. God said we all are going to flow into one nation. Flow into this. So can we go and just assure the king to find me another hit? If you can find me another city, if you can find me another empty tomb, or if you can find me another doctrine that the doctrine of Christ will be for That's all I have. Amen.